Hey everyone, welcome back to My Mortgage Guy. My name is Jesse Earl. Again, I am here with Nick Kasha, My Mortgage Guy, and we're gonna be talking about Clear to Close, uh, which is right at the end of the, uh, the offer's been accepted, um, everything's been processed, and we're ready to give you the house, really. Like, you purchased the house. Correct, sir. This is the time. This, yeah. We're at the finish line. You're almost there. Exactly. So, like, what, what, what is, what happens in the clear to close section? Like, so we're getting this what from the underwriter, like, or yeah. from you, or what's yep. happening here? So the clear to close is just as it sounds. It's the underwriter gives us the final approval. Mm-hmm. They, they've looked at all your original documents we collected, all the updated documents we've collected, the appraisal on the house, the title work on the house. Everything is passed. Yep. All the guidelines, everything's passed with flying colors. And we are now at the point where we're gonna uh, we're gonna close on the loan, give you the money you need to purchase this house and, mm-hmm. and get the keys. So this is the point where we get the actual, um, you know, basically that we pass that milestone of the, the loan is now cleared, right? Cleared to close, cleared to move that next step where we contact the attorney and say, let's schedule the closing and get these guys uh, all, all done, all finished up. Now, for some people, this could be a tough process, as in like. You know, it was a long, lengthy process. Some things could have gone wrong in the for in sure. underwriting or the loan processing. Most sections. most times, you know, nothing is. I've never had anything go smooth, like one hundred percent. Never in my <laughs> career, like not not saying you know anything's catastrophic, but yeah. there'd be times where you just you know maybe some paperwork fell out of uh, out of a file, or there's yeah. something got deleted, or you had to ask for something a couple of times. But nothing's one hundred percent easy. So yeah. things have happened. And you, you now you're reaching that final milestone though. You're, so, you're at the point where it's okay. So at this point, we're we want to we're kind of exhausted. Then we're like, you yep. know, the the, the buyers sure. want the house. They want to move in. They're ready. They're already thinking of their new life. Yep. The um, sellers want their money, and, so they can move on. And you want to just get this one loan closed. I want to make everybody happy. It's clear to close from the underwriter. That's it. Can anything go wrong? For that? sure, absolutely. Things <laughs> always can go wrong. It's never. So I, I never tell my realtor process. honestly. I tell my realtor this all the time, and my buyers. They always say, "Thank you so much. I can't believe you made it this far." The worst thing you can do is thank your loan officer. Thank them when you have the keys in your hand. That's okay. it. Do not thank them at any other point because it is that's the kiss of death. It is for sure you're going to jinx the loan. Something's going to go wrong. But things can go wrong. I mean, like you're a superstitious guy, aren't you, Nick? <laughs> and this business, this business has forced me that way. Yes, okay, absolutely. Fair enough. So, um, you know, not more than likely, it's not going to be at this point not catastrophic. But there could be things like you know maybe there was addendum. Miss maybe there was certain you know in your actual loan there's probably over 150 200 documents that have been signed that yeah. have been passed through things have come up things have gone through there could be a a point and you know this doesn't happen often but things happen where somebody missed a document that has to be we have to go back and ask you for something before we get to the closing table we have to ask you for a signature we have to ask yeah. or the attorney finds something on the, the title work that. You know that they didn't see before. Mm. Stuff like that always comes up. Not always, but it comes up, and it, it could derail your actual closing. So even though you get the clear to close, until you have the keys, until you sign everything, you're not officially there yet. So don't thank anybody until you're absolutely. Is there anything we can we can do as a buyer to make sure that? No, not really. I mean, just, you've so done. It's, you, it's always out of, the, out of nowhere. It's out of the of, blue. Yeah. It, it, in I mean ninety. Seven percent of the time, you're done. It's over. Okay. There's always that three or four times out of a hundred that maybe something's going to come up after you get. So it's always be prepared then. Yeah, just be prepared. Don't celebrate until it's time to celebrate. Okay, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So, and I I know that's kind of naysayerish, but like I said, I don't. I tell people to think. Smart. 
I tell people not to thank me. Not even, not even. <laughs> just don't text and thank me until you get the actual keys and you're in the house. Okay, fair enough. That's it. So uh, we do have the CTC, and nothing went wrong. Uh, awesome. Should I say what's next? All like, right. So um, during that last stage, so this is probably right around the last week. You're gonna get the clear to close. You're also gonna get um, a document called the closing disclosure. Okay. The closing disclosure is uh, the most important thing you're gonna sign before the actual closing. So what is this? So this is a um, for us, it, it's usually like a preliminary doc. It's a document that shows all the final numbers that go along with the house. At this point, we've had the title work come in. So mm-hmm. all the actual tax figures are in. The attorney's closing costs, our closing costs, the uh, your insurance policy. Everything is included in this file and it's showing us the um, the final number that you have to bring to the table, the final amount of money that you have to bring to the closing table, mm-hmm. your final monthly payment. What okay. you're going to pay every month for the next, you know, 30 years. No, that that can change. Based right. On tax insurance. I understand. Next 30 <laughs> years. And then um, and, and you're going to sign off on it. You're going to review it. You're going to make sure everything looks right. Everything that we've quoted you yep. lines up and you sign off on it. And then there's a three-day waiting period from when you sign till the day you actually can close. So you can okay. reflect on if you want to go through with this type of thing. So, But once you sign... Compliance-wise, you have three business days, and then you're at the closing table after that. So for whatever reason, if you want to back out, can you back out this time? And what are the penalties? Yes, you can You can always back out. I mean, I've had <laughs> only one time in my life I've had, so, I had somebody back out on the actual day of the closing. Okay. They went to the house. So this is another thing that happens on the day of the closing. You do a walkthrough. Okay. So you're going to do a walkthrough of the property, and there's going to be you're going to make sure that the house is still in the working order when you first saw it. So, so the, the last day of the closing, you're actually at the house. Yeah, you got before the closing, you're gonna, like the morning of the closing, you're going to go to the house and make sure it's still in one piece. So th- okay. I've had people, in the this has been issues in the past, but somebody uh, went through a walkthrough, and the person selling the house took out the vanities in the bathroom, took out light fixtures, took out no, uh, supposed to mer- no. No. And the contract said everything had to stay. They had to reinstall those before the actual. We had to delay the closing a day. Okay. So, so they go and walk through the house. So this one time though, uh, it was a husband and wife. The wife loved the house. The wife did most of the work. The husband saw the house once. He went back the day of the closing and said, "I don't want to buy this house." No. He didn't show up to the closing. The wife showed up. She left work early, went to the closing. So they did the walkthrough in the morning. He never showed up. They never closed on the house. What they, really? Total con- the contract was broken. Um, they had a five thousand dollar deposit. That was he, the the husband's like, I'd rather give that deposit to the sellers than actually go through with this. Really? Yep. So in that situation, obviously they're both on the loan. Yeah. But if she just if she doesn't it qualify, matter. right? She could technically she could have bought the house if she qualified on her own. If she yeah. wanted to go through with it, but she didn't qualify on her own. She needed her husband. To well, qualify. that just sounds like a. A lot of trouble. That was a crazy. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy. Just I, I for believe. Them in general, that's yeah, I be believe that. I don't know if their marriage is still intact after that. But I can't imagine. That was that was a rough one. That I never experienced that before. So okay. Um, but it's, and like I said, some other things may go wrong with the house. Th- things may happen the day of the closing. But that's uh, yeah, that could derail you a little bit if you you can bat you like I said though you can technically back out if there's an issue. Yeah. Um, you you would lose ninety nine percent of the time lose your deposit. 
Uh, which if, is what? If it's your fault. So your, your deposit, your earnest money deposit, when you yeah. when you sign the contract, yeah. you put like a thousand, like I said la, last episode, two episodes ago, thousand dollars or two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars as a deposit. Does it depend on the uh, the amount of the, of the offer that you're? Yeah, okay. yeah, it could depend. On, yeah, you could say you know you're offering three hundred fifty thousand dollars with a ten thousand dollar deposit. You could lose that deposit. It's like uh, if okay. you rent an apartment and you put that deposit up, like say. Um, uh, first and mo- last month and okay. security deposit. You could lose that deposit if you leave, break the contract and leave early. Okay. Um, so you could lose that cash, um, but they can't force you to buy because essentially you're trying. I mean, they, they could take you to court, I guess, and try to get yeah. money out of you. But that's not, you know, that's not the same thing as as forcing you to buy the property because okay. we're ha- we have to lend you the money, you have to sign off on it, and if you're not okay. signing off, it is what it is. You're out. All right, and you know I hate to always focus on negative things. I'm I just that's so I apologize for no, that question, sorry. but I feel like that's a lot of things going people through people's minds. Like, yeah, sure. Am I locked in? Do I have to do this? Yeah. Um, so the actual closing. So everything goes well. What like you go through the walk through the house, you sign paperwork, or like so, and then that's yeah. it. And then it's yours. You can move in that day, next day, like absolutely. So how it works it. is um, the actual steps are: you're going to do the walkthrough the day of the. So you sign the closing disclosure. Three days have gone by. Yeah. You do the walkthrough the day of the closing. You're going to go to the closing table at, and the closing table is usually at the attorney's office, the attorney that you hired. Yeah. Um, last episode we talked about how you're going to not really going to talk to the attorney until the closing day. Mm-hmm. So this is the day you're going to talk to him or her. You'll be at their office. They'll have a stack of a hundred papers you have to sign, and those papers are ba- are the mortgage essentially, saying that you're gonna you're borrowing this money mm-hmm. to you're borrowing this money at this at X interest rate payback over this amount of time. Um, you're signing everything, saying that you will pay a, pay the bank back, yeah. and everything that you you've submitted and signed throughout the whole process is is correct, and everything there's no forgeries, there's no problems. You're gonna sign all that paperwork once that's signed. Uh, the bank sends over the the money, like yeah. a lump sum of money. They transfer, they wire transfer it to the attorney. And the attorney then pays the seller. Yeah. So the seller gets their cut. At the time of the closing, you're also going to be responsible for bringing a down payment and your okay. closing costs. Um, I mean, if you have a, a type of loan where you don't need that stuff, that's a whole different thing. But we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah. But for um, for this specific thing, you're going to bring um, a, che- a certified check or wire money to directly to the uh, closing attorney. Mm. So you'll bring a certified check made out to their office, um, you know, Joe Smith's uh, law firm, mm. and you, you write it to them. They collect the money, and they disperse all the money on your behalf and on the bank's behalf. Okay. That's their job as an attorney, what they do with the closing. I, and you mentioned, you mentioned interest rate, and I think this is going to be an entire episode in itself. Um, am I locked into that rate forever for 30 years? I'm saying a 30-year mortgage. Yeah. so if you crazy, if, but. Yep. You have 30 years to pay us back. You know, that's the basic. The basic is 15, 20, 25, and 30-year yeah. loans and, and all other ones too. But right. if you're doing a basic loan, buying your first house is probably going to be a 30-year fixed rate. Mm-hmm. That rate is fixed. That that monthly mortgage payment can never change. Your tax and insurance can change, but that mortgage payment is never going to change. Okay. That's fixed, and that's your rate forever. If you never refinance, if you never sell, okay. if you live in that house and you stay with it for 30 years, that's going to be the same exact payment. But you always have the option to refinance. Always. Okay. Always, yeah. And we'll get into that. Yeah, that's a whole other episode, but you always can refinance. Um, you can also... the. Just like when you pay your credit card bill, the monthly payment that we give you, mm-hmm. that's your minimum monthly payment. Yeah. So that at the closing table, you're going to see that that number. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you close, and, and this is another thing too, if you close like in the middle of the month, your first payment isn't until the following month. Okay. A lot of people get confused with this. Mortgages work the opposite way rent works. Rent's due on the first. Yeah. And you're paying for that month. So if you're you're paying January first, you're paying for the whole month of January. Right. Mortgages work the opposite way. Jan- your January first payment is for all the interest accrued in your payment for December. So. So I'm paying for the previous month. Correct. Oh, okay. Always. So at the closing table, if you close on December 15th, your first payment, we collect that payment up front. Your first payment is February 1st. Yeah. And you're paying for the month of January. In the oh, rears. that's interesting. Right. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yep. Um, okay. And this is a, you know, what goes into your actual payment too, this is a whole another thing. And I'll, I'll, I don't know if you find this interesting or not, but if you're going to escrow, yeah. we're going to collect your mortgage payment. What I said is going to stay fixed forever. Yeah. So if you have a 30-year fix, it's going to stay the same. Yeah. Your rent, I mean your rent, your uh, your taxes for the house. Yeah. We cho- your annual taxes, we break that into 12 months. Yeah. Your insurance payment, yeah. we break that into 12 months. And then if you have PMI, your PMI payment. We collect those things every month and we disperse those in your behalf. All right. So I'm going to ask you a couple of dumb questions. Go ahead. What do you mean by escrow? What does escrow mean? Awesome. Great question. Escrow is a bank account the bank sets up on, in your name. Yeah. We hold it. And we use the funds that are deposited in there, deposited yep. in there, to pay uh, monthly and quarterly obligations on your behalf. Okay. So it's your money that we hold to make sure that your taxes, your insurance, and your PMI, your mortgage insurance, gets paid. Okay. Um, those that escrow account fluctuates a little bit. So if you for the first year of you living there, if your taxes are two hundred dollars a month, we mm-hmm. collect. $200 per month. Okay. But if in June you're, you know, halfway through the the year your taxes go up to $300 a month, yeah. then we're short a little bit. We have to collect more the next year to catch up. All right. Okay. And if it's the opposite, we give you a refund for if they go down, taxes never go down by the way. That's not, not never going to be a thing. But if they did, <laughs> you would get a refund. Yeah. Same thing like insurance is the okay. same thing. So, we every month we collect one lump sum for you for that monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Your taxes in most counties in america are going to be due quarterly every quarter will pay those taxes on your behalf through this escrow account mm-hmm. and your homeowner's insurance will be collected annually okay so once a year we'll pay them so we collect it if you refinance or you sell the house that's your money in that yeah. escrow account and you get refunded that within 30 days of closing it out all right okay but yeah. you don't control it we control it for you and my other question was about pmi because you did mention pmi and wasn't on this like wasn't for sure. sure entirely what that meant but yeah, Did so you mention mortgage interest. Right n- nope, wrong. Uh, good try. Private mortgage insurance. Okay. Private mortgage insurance. Well, if, hey, I'm a first time buyer. That's like, completely just, fine. Just tell me Listen, what's going I'm on. just gonna make fun of you because you're my friend and I've known you my whole life. Yeah. I won't do that to actual people. And I also did work in the mortgage. Industry. Yeah, you should know what that is, but that's all right. I'm private mortgage the, I'm insurance. I'm playing the buyer. Yeah, I'm go ahead. The buyer. I don't know what's going so on. So, private mortgage insurance is an insurance policy you have to pay. Jerk. <laughs> a little bit. But you have to pay this insurance policy if you don't put 20% down. Okay. It's a necessary evil. It's something, if you're buying, if you're using a conventional loan, which yeah. we'll, we have another episode planned for that. Conventional loan, yeah. uh, you have to pay this until you reach uh, 20% equity in the house. So 20% is the magic number. Yeah. Um, 20% is the what they decided on, they, the, the government decided on basically to, if you put 20% down, you have enough skin in the game that you're not that 
you're not just going to walk away from the house. You're going to you're going to be okay. You're going to you're going to stay in the house. You're not going to just walk away at any point. So, okay. If you don't put 20% down, you have to pay this mortgage insurance and then we and it goes into your escrow and we pay it on your behalf. That could be in a whole other episode too. Yeah, we can we can talk about that. I'm sure we'll have some FAQs coming up and we'll figure it out. Sure. Um all right, so the last question I had, you know, we close what is the like what happens now? Like post closing I just have the house, and like, is there anything else that needs to be done? No, you're done. You're, you're at the closing table. You sign all the documents. <laughs> yeah. You get the keys from the 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 seller. Mm-hmm. The attorney's going to go to the um, the attorney's going to go to city or town hall, record yeah. that you are now the owner of the property. Yep. And that's it. That day, you are the owner. You take over. You're. That's it. You go. You open the door, and that's your house. It's empty. It's all yours. Done. Oh. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easiest part. It's the easiest part. You sign all the That's documents, you're you're yeah. good with it, and you're good to go after That's that. That's my kid. So. That's my son. All right. That works. Uh, all right. Is there anything else we're missing from this part? I mean. No, I think that's it. Close. I got the house. I'm in. I finally, hey, I have my keys. I can thank you. Can yes, I thank now, you now? officially, can I, I will take you? your thanks. Yes, absolutely. All right. And and we will thank you. You'll be our client for life. Hopefully, you'll always come back. You'll get and, a Christmas uh, card from me. I'll yeah, I'll get a I'll send you a Christmas card. I'll follow up when the rates drop. Maybe we'll get you a refinance <laughs> later. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're good at that point. You're an owner. You're, it's your house. Sounds good. So Nick, uh, he has a license in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. But he can still help you if you are in other states. Can reference you to somebody else that he knows. Uh, will help you with your loan. Uh, Nick, how can they reach out to you? What's the place to go to? KashaMortgages.com. C-A-C-C-I-A Mortgages.com. Uh, there you'll f- in, you'll find my cell phone number, my email address, uh, the apply, apply Now button, the LinkedIn link. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to look at my, my work history and, and my whole background. Uh, I think that's and and the address of our actual uh, office in Rhode Island. So if you want it, ever, if you're in Rhode Island, you can buy. Feel free. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's reach it. out to Nick. He'll help you out, and uh, we'll see you next time on My Mortgage Guy. Later, guys. Take it easy.